Thank you very much, Hillary. Nice to be back. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is Home Title Lock. It's devastating to be the victim of a crime, but it can be worse if you are the victim of a crime you didn't even know someone would commit. Home title fraud, which is actually becoming more and more of a problem these days, is a crime that very few people have even heard of. Uh, sometimes uh, it is, uh, you know, it comes kind of out of nowhere and hits you after several months of uh, what seems like it's been dormant. And then all of a sudden you get hit with a eviction notice of your own home from some overseas bank you've never even done business with. Um, someone finds the title to your home online, forges your name on the deed, stating that you've sold your home to them. And then, uh, you know, look, they just refile as the new owner. And when they do that, they can literally evict you from your own home. Before you even know that it's been sold, you need to be able to uh, make a little bit of a move on this. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. Uh, if you go there, uh, instant they detect some tampering, they're going to mobilize to shut it down. First things first, go there, HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, see if you're already a victim and don't know it, and then use your code BECK for 30 free days of protection. That's code BECK at HomeTitleLock.com. Go there now, HomeTitleLock.com. The code is back for 30 risk-free days, HomeTitleLock.com. Uh, we're about 15 seconds away from the radio program beginning, uh, where we will probably light things on fire in a, you know, sort of a peaceful protest. That's coming up here in just a moment. America and welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Monday, and uh, if you happen to be watching us, you'll notice that I am uh, back at home and not at the studio, which I've been waiting to go back to the studio now for I don't know about what four months, uh, but I'm not back at the studio because I got a doctor's call last night about eight thirty. We'll give you an update on that. Oh, oh, the the the. The one family that has been more isolated than any other family, I think, in America. Yeah, yeah, I got the doctor's call yesterday. Uh, And so we'll talk about that. Also, your citizen brief. What happened around the country this weekend? We give you that brief in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, Yeah, all right. So uh, let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Uh, there is, uh, there is, there is um, something about getting the right person from the job for the job when you're charging off into the crazy world of buying and selling a home or both. Second to the uh, last thing you want is to uh, go there by yourself. The last thing you want to do is go there with an incompetent agent. Believe me, we, uh, we have all seen incompetent agents from time to time. This is why when it comes for you to consider putting your home on the market or to start looking for one, you can uh, investigate 
with real estate agents I trust. It's a company that I founded years ago with the express purpose of gathering together the nation's top agents and making them available for a free service to you. Do your own homework. Check them out. I think you'll be hard pressed to find an agent who's going to work harder than the ones that will send your way. But I want you to do your own homework. It's real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com. Attention. You are about to be addressed by the ministry of truth. This is your citizen brief from the ministry of truth of the world party. This is your Monday citizen brief in the summer of peace and love. The war marches on. Battles are getting bloodier. The dead pile on like crushed vegetables in a heap. The battle for Seattle continues. Our brothers and sisters on the front line have shown great exuberance and valor. On Saturday night, our soldiers successfully injured 21 police officers and set a construction fire on site in retaliation to capitalism and slavery of the prison system. We lost 45 soldiers from the arrests, but don't worry, we have operatives on the inside. As part of local government, Seattle City Council voted to remove the police ability to use riot control methods during battle. We have stripped our most immediate enemy of all of their weapons. Seattle is now defenseless. You have taken your spoils. You have seized the city. You have reshaped the former constitution itself. You can peacefully protest. And you are, peacefully. Remember, riots bring peace. Looting brings wealth. Murder brings tranquility. Always make sure to plan out destruction with the utmost care. Ultimately, the city of Seattle is buckling to you, the woke party's powerful grip. The Seattle police chief told her citizens that she is so sorry she can't protect them anymore. They're on their own. You let them know how true that statement is when you ambushed that cop with an IED. You have successfully overtaken the justice system because crime is heroic. Destruction is renewal. Seattle, Seattle City Attorney, says he will not file charges against the woke party soldiers. The same in Portland. To my soldiers in St. Louis, you have shown the legal system that they must kneel to you. You have used your outrage to intimidate the city into rewarding our BLM soldiers. None of the valiant activists will be charged with criminal activity. Yes, also in St. Louis. In Portland, you made them bow to your silliest demands. Local politicians actually sent a cease and desist letter to the federal government calling for the removal of courthouse fencing because the fencing and barriers are in the right of way and they create a hazard for Portlanders by blocking the bike lane on southwest Maine. You have permanently blinded many of our enemies. You have murdered and deformed and traumatized and degraded so many of our 
our enemies, and you must continue. Through your hate, you bring love. Through your darkness, you bring light. Our greatest victories have been in Seattle and Portland, but we have gained strength in most major cities. In Austin, we lost a comrade who died what the woke party demands, taunting. Also important, we must upgrade our uniform standards. Do not confuse your brothers and sisters in the woke party for the enemy. In Colorado, a woke party soldier shot two fellow woke partyists. That's at least what the pigs say. You have gripped the legal system of our enemy. You have tensed your grip around the throat of fascism. In Baltimore, we have, because of the woke party soldiers that have been arrested, we have an operative inside there as well. They have been released without charges. In Chicago, 1,500 rioters were arrested. Most will not receive any serious charge. In Washington, D.C., prosecutors have dropped many rioting charges against the woke party soldiers. That's right, Democrat Party. You're with us, but are we with you? Soon, you will feel our wrath as well. If we don't get what we want, when we want it, as long as what we want is anarchy and death, we should destroy everything in sight until we get it. Lower yourselves to the ground and chant aloud the three slogans of the woke party. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Unorthodox loyalties lead to thought crime. Keep your phone with you at all times. We are watching you. Truth chips now for your safety are available. The Ministry of Peace reminds you that our country must remain at war for the sake of your mental atmosphere and for the social hierarchy of the nation and the good of the woke party. Remember, destroy your enemies by changing them. It is essential that you not just crush someone, but that you ruin their lives, their reputations, and their personal health. Destruction is building. Our war is just beginning. Our war will never end. By 2050, the woke party will have ushered in the nation of truth, love, and peace. Fight the dark army. Think about our boys fighting for equality. And always remember, Big Brother is watching you. So you dare not fail. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. David has two terriers, both of them 15 year old, 15 years old, which is, uh, you know, like, I don't know, Joe Biden in dog years. However, one of them has been acting older than the other for the past year or so. Low energy seemed to never really feel well. David loves his dogs. And as they got older, he wanted to do everything he could to promote their health. So he tried Rough Greens. Well, the dogs are still up there in years, but now they both act younger and feel better. And the grumpy one (laughs) has perked up. Rough Greens, a supplement that you put on your dog's food. It contains all the ingredients that your dogs need, which get cooked out by the kibble food when it's being made. Probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. These are just some uh, some of the things that your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle. And they're all the things that are in Rough Greens. So give 
your dog the Rough Greens 14-Day Jumpstart Bag. Give it today at $14.95 and see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. And I'm telling you, the longer I feed this to uh, Uno, the better he seems to be. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. That's R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Call today. 10 seconds. Station ID. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. <laughs> so glad that you're here. Uh, it is uh, it is Monday. I was supposed to be in the studios today, um, but at eight thirty last night, I get a call from the doctor, and the doctor says uh, your children have COVID. And I said, "Excuse me, your children have COVID." Uh, okay. Well, they all were sick for two days and had a wussy little fever and a headache, uh, you know, like a bad cold, as as they described it to me. I don't feel well. Is do you? I mean, how do you feel? I got a headache and I sniffles and a fever. All right, I, I can still do stuff. No, go to bed. It was a bad cold with a fever, so now everybody in the house has COVID or had COVID except for my two grandchildren and me. Uh, I'm just assuming that I'm going to get it, I guess. Uh, the doctor was like, you know, you have a, you know, a bad immune system, blah, blah, blah. You have, you know, immune problems. And, uh, and I'm like, eh, eh. I mean, really, it was, it was like a bad cold. If that's it, I want it. I want it right now so I have the antibodies. In fact, I'm thinking about charging, I don't know, Stu, what do you think? 500 bucks so you can come over and you can hug my children. <laughs> They'll lick their hand and then put it on your face. I mean, sounds like a really bad idea. The, <laughs> for multiple if this reasons. is the strain that you're going to get, though, mm. I mean, I know that it is bad. But if this is the strain that you're going to get, this is the one to get. This yeah. is the one to have. I'm thinking about having a chicken pox party. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you, you look very pale. So I, I think uh, they, uh, yeah. what do they say? Eight, about 80% of cases are either asymptomatic or mild symptoms, right? And then you start getting into more uh, serious symptoms uh, after that. But most people, right, that have it don't have uh, these devastating effects. It's just hard to predict who who does uh, who gets them and who not? Who doesn't? I mean, we know older people get it more often, people with pre-existing conditions. But it's like, you know, Freddie Freeman of the of the Atlanta Braves, who's, you know, pretty well in shape, got a 104 fever from it. Uh, who knows what's how it's going to hit you? Yeah, my doctor was like, I want to start you on a flight. You're going to get it. You have a compromised immune system. You're old. You're fat. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, you don't have to be rude about it. Yeah, uh, truth teller. Uh, yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, baby aspirin, and I'm like, oh no, don't give me baby aspirin. I mean, I'm I'm still working my way up to ibuprofen 800. Mm-hmm. Baby aspirin <laughs> and uh, busonamide. Ooh, so, I don't know. Is that I'm supposed to inhale this? The breathable steroid, the steroid thing for your lungs. Having, yeah, yeah, they're saying they have some good yeah. success with that. The, the, yeah, I guess a, to- a doctor in Texas, I think, 
uh, started using this and says it's really, really good because it attacks it at the roots, your lungs. So I haven't had my baby aspirin yet, but I'm afraid to take it because, I mean, then I'm flying high. God only knows what I'll say on the air. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm interested because you, so you don't know that you have COVID. These are what uh, kind of just in case uh, a situation or you're not sure. Yeah, well, everybody's everybody in the family's on them now. I mean, every everybody dropped like flies last week. Mm-hmm. Just dropped like flies. Uh, it was one after another after another. But luckily, I mean, unlike the Omega Man, uh, you know, or Legend, I was the only one left there for a while. But they got better fast because I was like, somebody's got to cook food. I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. I'm sure they appreciated yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so no, they did. Hey, can you get up because his house is really starting to get really like rancid? I don't know if something died in the refrigerator or what. But someone needs to do something uh, here. <laughs> I need to do something because I'm not doing it. So is there a way, I mean, that we can utilize this potential uh, ailment of yours to our advantage? I mean, is there a sympathy sympathy quotient we can exploit to its uh, fullest ability, uh, fullest levels to, uh, I don't know. I mean, I will say, I think today. Okay, so so in other words, so, mm -hmm. so like if I... You should listen all this week because I could be dead tomorrow. Yeah, something like that. that. Something like Like, that. I'm going to take you (sighs) tomorrow. (laughs) Mm. I may not be here, so you should listen every second. It's not quite as believable when you were already saying, you know, you didn't necessarily feel that way. But still, I think, you know, over over the week, we could build the drama. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, again, like this is so the, I should get worse this week, mm, right? This is the week too. I think today's the first day where people can vote on mm-hmm. your going into the radio hall of fame. So there's a, there's a clear sympathy well, tie in. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Cause nobody's going to do it because I belong in the hall of fame. No, no, definitely. I mean, I clearly don't belong in the hall of fame. So I, oh my gosh, I, uh, Stu, I just found out, uh, I, I, I'm all out of zinc. Uh, I'm all out of zinc. I think so, you can kind of hear the... That's bad. Uh, no, that's the baby aspirin that you were listening to. That's, And I've only got a few of the baby aspirin, so I could be in a lot of pain. A now, lot of pain. Now, someone who deserved to go in the Radio Hall of Fame probably picks up an empty bottle and is prepared to fake his his lack of medication. You obviously don't. But I don't deserve in. it, right? So you can still hear right. the pills jiggling around, is, and everyone knows that you're lying. This will be clearly a sympathy vote. Right? Clearly a sympathy vote, which is great. Mm-hmm. Which is great. So uh, it's the way you can go. By yeah, the way, to uh, we should point this out. Radiovote.com. I, I think you can. One person. I think it's one vote per email address. Radiovote.com, and you have a chance to vote oh. for Glenn as one of the uh, spoken word uh, radio Hall of Famers to go in uh, this year. We it would be cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, because at least you know make Glenn well, feel better. Maybe it'll be right. Maybe it's something we can mention uh, in his eulogy. <laughs> this is probably going to be a. <laughs> And one of those things that they give you when you're dead, you know, Mm -hmm. a good broadcaster would know the name of it, but I don't remember what it is because I'm so sick. Mm -hmm. Glenn? Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Still there. I could go go at any minute. Mm. I could go at any minute. This is very Chris Cuomo-esque, this entire performance. (laughs) Uh, At any time, I expect you to come out of your basement and say, for the first time, you've been allowed out of your room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
that's what I would do. Yeah, that's what I would do. And uh, Chris, of course, I wouldn't be on CNN doing it. I wouldn't say that I'm a credible journalist. I'd tell you the whole time. Yeah, I'm not doing anything the doctor's telling me to do because I think this is I think I, I'm serious. If this is what it is. This is ridiculous. If this is the way 80% of the people feel when they get it, this is ridiculous. Take 20%, random 20% if you have to. I don't care. Just <laughs> quarantine the people that are, are most likely to get it. Right, like like and, the first uh, baseman for Major League Baseball franchises, right? Let's just, just quarantine them because they're super likely to get you can't you don't know. That's the whole point. You don't know which people are going to be affected by it. You can get take a guess, you can eliminate the most of yeah. the most vulnerable. And I think that's what we're trying to do, I guess, now, right? I mean that's mm-hmm. I you know, seemingly what we're trying to do at the moment. Can, I mean, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Um are they screwing with the color on the television show or do have I just gotten really, really greenish? Uh, you do. Uh, the, you, there is an issue with the, with that right now. If you happen to be viewing on Blaze TV, oh, really? there is an issue. I but think it, it's, uh, it looks bad in your is monitor it a possibility? now. It, it is fixed, I believe, for the normal viewer. Is it possible that I gave the camera COVID, and the and the camera is now sick? I'm getting Fauci or on the phone right now. Or am I right starting to, to look? Or am I starting to look that bad? Well, try really hard to really listen carefully because he almost always has a mask on. Almost. <laughs> almost always has a mask on. Okay. I mean, you know, unless he's out in public or something, you know, he'll wear it, but he'll wear it around his neck. You know, it's like uh, it's like Cuomo. Did you see this? You were on vacation last week. Did you see Cuomo? Uh, people was, people uh, send me every Cuomo story now because of all the shows I've done on, on Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo. Uh, he, uh, he I, which one are you talking about? Which one of the many incidents? Uh, the, the one where he went, the one where he uh, was out in public and he's glad handing everybody, and then he goes backstage, takes his mask off, and he's he's laughing it up with everybody else. Everybody else is wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. He's not wearing one. No, well, he's he, he's he gets like, to do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, he is right. he is the worst because he's the gr- he's the greatest governor of all time. You don't I don't think you I think you missed that. No, I definitely missed that part. I've seen how they've been trying to do yeah. that, uh, but no, he is not the greatest governor of all time. The worst governor in America, bar none. Uh, did you see? There's a new um, Roger Ailes movie coming out. There's a, a new Roger Ailes movie coming out. Uh, this one is showing the good side of Roger, uh, and it's. Just like Roger Ailes uh, to do this before his death. He did it with John Voight. And the only reason why I bring this up is uh, because in the article, it says that uh, John met Roger through me. We went to dinner together. I don't even remember it. That's how that's how sick with pre-COVID I was. (laughs) I don't even remember that. But I guess you can vote. How do you vote for me? Radiovote.com. Radiovote.com. You can vote today through August 9th. One vote mm. per email address. If you have lots of email addresses, and don't, well, don't do that. Don't, don't vote for talent or who really deserves it. Vote for the sick guy, me. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Greg lives in Hawaii. So I don't know why we're talking about him. I mean, okay, so he has some pain. Yeah? Well, you live in Hawaii. Last year, uh, his knee started to swell. He made it made climbing the stairs and walking distances almost impossible. Uh, and uh, following shortly after that, hip, 
shoulder pain. Uh, He might as well live in, I don't know, Chicago. The interesting part, Greg had been taking Relief Factor for three days, three days. When he heard about Relief Factor, he decided to give it a try. Three days later, the knee stopped swelling. The back, the hips, the shoulders began to settle down. Uh, I mean, my life is the same. It totally changed my life when I started taking Relief Factor. He got his life back. If you're living with pain, get your life back as well. Greg is now enjoying Hawaii. It's not a drug, but it was uh, developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Why? Because it works. So try their three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. ReliefFactor.com. Back tonight, a new episode of Stu Does America. Of course, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program, and uh, welcome to Mr. Pat Gray. Don't get too close to your uh, your headphones, uh, Pat, or to the camera lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. my family all has COVID. The most isolated family on I the know. planet, except for one weekend over a month ago. Over a month ago, we had 400 people up at our house. Um, and if we were going to get it, two weeks after that is when we should have gotten it. Uh, but we didn't. Hmm. No, we didn't. Instead, we just isolated and and stayed indoors. And uh, I think it can take up to thirty. Somehow days, or another, so. got COVID. It, it can to incubate or whatever they call that to, to to percolate in your system. I think it can take up to thirty days. Now, initially, well, everybody they said, took. They said it took it took it takes fifteen minutes, and then it went to like two weeks, and then it was like <laughs> maybe it's thirty days, and then it was like nah, it could you know a year and a half later if you're uh, mm-hmm. exposed, it, it could just pop right out. So, you, were doctors you know, present at your birth? <laughs> because if they were, that was a crowded room you shouldn't have been yep. in. You could get it at any moment, <laughs> um, but. Uh, so I don't know how, but everybody last week, I mean, I think I joked about it uh, last week uh, on the air that uh, and it's the only reason why we're on the air today is because I joked about it with uh, the head of uh, Mercury. And I said, yeah, everybody's dropping from fly. We got the covid here. And uh, he was like, oh, everybody's dropping like flies. Glenn may be joking, but I'm smarter than he is, so I'm going to tell engineering to have everything ready to go. So last night, I get a call, and they were in my house last night at midnight after my wife and I came in with masks and wiped everything down in here uh, so they could come in and, and put the... Uh, put the program back on the air because everything had been ripped out of my house because I was going back to work today. Mm. Can't they just leave it there so, just in case? Know. When, when, you know, if you ever have a hankering to stay home, you can just do it. Why well, can't they just why, leave it? That's why they don't keep, put it there I think because they'll stay home that's every true. day. <laughs> that's why they don't do it. That's right. True. I think that's that's exactly right. They don't want to put it in my house because they know I will never come back into the studio. <laughs> and I paid a lot of money for those studios. So, yeah. in retrospect, mm-hmm. not a good idea. Although, we might get Joe Rogan. I mean, I think we should. I think all the listeners should email Joe Rogan today and tell him, Work at the Mercury Studios. <laughs> I think Joe Rogan has enough money for his own building. Uh, maybe several buildings. No, uh, he does, but he's smarter than that. Oh, he's smarter yeah. than mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, why would he... Why would he... When you can just... 
when you can have somebody else's studio and just rent, why would you buy a huge? Why would you buy the Paramount lot? Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That makes a lot of that sense. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, Pat, right. this is the sort of reasoning that's going to get Glenn into the Radio Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's this sort mm-hmm. of thinking out of the box that's going to mm-hmm. win it for him, I think. Uh, it's radio, so here's the is it radiovote.com? Ra- yeah, radiovote.com. I've already voted. Yeah. I mean, not for Glenn. Right. But, uh, but I did vote. NPR? Uh, NPR, guys? No, nah, yeah, I went yeah. with NPR. I okay. thought that would be a, yeah. good, they, 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 a good choice. Better than Glenn. If right? I choice, lose to the NPR guys, <laughs> and listen, audience, because I know you, you will vote for the NPR guys because you'll think it's funny. Don't. It don't won't do be it. funny to me. It won't be funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was I funny can't lose last to the NPR year. guys. Yeah. Last year when you yeah. lost to the fabulous sports babe or whoever, that was funny. <laughs> this will not be funny. It'll be funny. To I'm us, the Pat, Susan Lucci of the Radio right. Hall of Fame. Right. I'm the Susan Lucci. And I know I'm never going to get in it because I've been told by the guy who runs the Radio Hall of Fame, you will never be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Now, this is a and very like, long time was, ago, right? I, this is uh, this is many, many, many he's years still, ago. He's still there. He's still there. And but believe the, me, he still remembers. The and you know what? The this year. Somebody we know pretty well. Yeah, yeah. And I would a, think would no, be but the guy who friendly. The guy who started it all is there. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, you know, the, last year, apparently, when you could vote, it counted for like it, it could override all the other votes, but apparently somebody did what I would have done this year and cheated, and mm. we're we're offering like prizes for people who could vote and you know set up extra emails and everything else, and so now mm. it's only one twentieth of the vote, which I think oh, wow. you know is not the way it should be, but. Uh, Wow. You know, because listeners listen more than, you know, probably board members do. Oh, yeah. And board members sometimes can have vendettas against people, and then they never True. get in. They're You're like doing Susan a good job to win this vote. Let me tell you, you are working it hard. Uh, again, the reason I'm on baby aspirin term. right now. Mm-hmm. I'm on baby aspirin. You, I can't be held responsible for what I'm saying someplace, but it's so small because it's, it's printed for baby eyes. All the warnings. <laughs> I don't know if I should be operating high, you know, heavy machinery with this or not. I don't know. Probably not because I never see babies operating heavy machinery. That's true. So it might, they might all be aspirin. on baby aspirin. And yeah, it probably, probably. Now, let me ask you this. So, what does the baby yeah. aspirin do in the COVID situation? Oh, it's a, str- it's a strong pain reliever. Is it? It's, okay. I'm, I'm still working up to ibuprofen 800. You yeah. know, when the doctor says, yeah. have you ever? Now, listen, I want to talk to you about something. I want to be serious here for a moment. Have you ever had ibuprofen 800? No. I want to just slap Whoa. the doctor when they say that. Yeah. It's like, no, no, doc, slow down. Not ibuprofen 800? I take them by the handful, Doc. <laughs> uh, anyway. Never had anything uh, so, that no, strong. The, <laughs> Ooh-wee. So I think we've cracked. I really think we've cracked this. Did you see the Yale epidemiologist who said, stop with the hydro- uh, hydroxychloroquine scare tactics? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, yes. It, it works. It works. And we mm-hmm. all had to hate it, I guess, because we all hate Donald Trump. But it works. 
It's such a bizarre. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. I just understand. So it's like a religious fervor around this one medication. That's, I'm both sides of it too. I mean, like, like it obviously doesn't cure every single case, right? It, it does. It's, but no. it does seem to help in some cases. There's yeah. been multiple studies that it have should showed be tried. that. And it sh- you know, it's been tried in, in several areas, and 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 like there's this fervor against it and for it, as if it's like been this like long term political dividing point, like like pro life and pro choice. It's like pro hydroxy and, and anti hydroxy, and we all have this in our DNA for the last fifty years. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I, we all just want something that works, right? Like Trump also said remdesivir in the press conference where he mentioned hydroxychloroquine. The same press conference, it, like, the, the and that's sa- fine. Nobody cares and, and about no remdesivir. About that one. Why? Nobody. What? I, I don't just know. Don't understand it. I talked to a I talked to a listener last week who said his whole family got it, and it was like the sniffles for his kids. It was like a mild cold for him. Then his wife was really sick because she's got underlying issues. And they wouldn't give her hydroxychloroquine at the hospital. So we brought her home, and their their uh, primary care physician uh, ordered hydroxychloroquine for her. Twelve hours later, she was almost completely better. Wow. Twelve hours later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I got it from my vet. <laughs> really? No, <laughs> you? kidding. Yeah. Um, no, you know, they were talking about in some states, they are making it illegal for doctors to prescribe I it. I know. That's insanity. Political. Insanity. As Stu said, it's not the cure-all, but it does help a lot of people. But I, yeah. I will tell you that my doctor has done a lot of research, and he is always calling me going, hey, hey you should know. Um, but um, uh, hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. is what I'm supposed to take. He said with zinc, mm-hmm. not, with, um, uh, not with a Z-pack, but with zinc. Um, then the bare children's baby aspirin. Never that's that. because people are getting. That's because they're getting blood clots. People are getting blood clots. Oh wow! In their lungs, mm. and so take one baby aspirin, and it helps so you don't get blood clots in your lungs. And then this is the newest part. Is I don't know what it is. Besud, besudin. How would you say that, Pat? Look at the label here. Uh, how would you say that? It's uh, not, not readable. Yeah, not really readable. B u d budesetinide. B u yeah. B o said Yeah, like yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why yeah. I'm nominated for the Radio Hall of That's Fame. Why. And you're not, man. That's why. Wait, uh, but they, your doctor yeah. didn't give you the Pepsid. They keep saying that there's a chance that Pepsid actually <laughs> really? helps to fight. Really? It, I'm serious. I mean, that is true, right? It is, is legitimately yeah, like... said that. Again, that does not mean you should go out and take Pepsid <laughs> for... I don't, you know, I've not looked into... But there are studies that, that say that they think it could be a potential treatment for, for COVID-19. There's so How many things out there. They just say everything, right? Yeah, yes. It's like a... Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Glenn, I think... I mean, can we come up with like nachos is it possible nachos uh can cure COVID 19 you should try it let's see what happens he said he said it doesn't make sense that you didn't get it uh, because you know you have a compromised immune system and i said doc i have been eating a steady diet of ice cream and hershey's chocolate uh, i think we should look into that i think we should look into that it may have helped my immune system it's an obvious vaccine it's a vaccine yeah. <laughs> right Ooh, wait a minute. I never thought about uh-huh. just intravenously uh-huh. taking Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be really... You'd miss the taste, but... Uh, uh, let me just uh, just check with one thing here. Uh, I just want to get Pat's take on John Roberts. Oh, my God. Uh, John oh Roberts. God. How this one, this one really drives me crazy. Yeah. Because this one is 
clearly constitutional. Yeah. This one is not like, well, it's in the Commerce Clause. This is the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. The First Amendment. And the court wouldn't even take it up, and John Roberts was the deciding vote. They wouldn't take up the Nevada limits on in-person worship services. Wouldn't even listen to it. I'm telling you, just like the uh, just like the uh, Jim Crow laws and the um, oh shoot, what was the really bad the Dred Scott decision? Yeah. Yep. The American people did not listen to the Supreme Court on the Dred Scott decision. They didn't listen, and they were right for not listening. Mm-hmm. The, these 10 people do not decide what our Nine. First Amendment <laughs> actually means. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. John Roberts has lost all his, his, his marbles. I mean, he's got one job. You've got one job. Defend the Constitution, and he can't do it. He can't do it because of his legacy or whatever. He doesn't want to be seen as as conservative or he doesn't want his court to be seen as right wing. I can handle Ginsburg. I really can. I can handle Ginsburg because she's consistent and Mm -hmm. she believes in something. John Roberts is just political. Yeah. John Roberts is the worst Supreme Court justice that I have seen in my lifetime because I don't believe he believes anything. He believe he'll he'll go with the Constitution on some things, usually small and insignificant. And then when it's there in the First Amendment, mm-hmm. he goes against it. Why? How could you possibly do that? How could you possibly do that, John? It's in the First Amendment. You know, I know if you get up to like, I mean, who would expect you to read, you know, 20, 23, 24? I mean, it starts mm-hmm. to get long. That's and too many. Too this many. is the first one. <laughs> this is the first one. Yeah. It, so it should have been so crystal clear. He's just too worried about his legacy. That's the only thing that's that's on his mind, it seems, when he makes these decisions. And he's made, yep. he's made good decisions on little teeny things. But anytime it really matters, uh, he's with the liberals. Honey, he... He has rewritten the Constitution. He rewrote the law, rewrote the law for mm-hmm. the, the Obama administration. You don't do that. You can't do that. He rewrote it so he could pass it. And now this, he just doesn't even read the First Amendment. Yeah. People of faith, you need to stand up. You must stand up. There is an attack of biblical proportions coming on people of faith. You must stand up now. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's American Financing. A lot of people have been doing the smart thing, refinancing their mortgages. In fact, uh, refis are up 122% from last year. That means people know now a 122% increase over the last year. I'll bet you it's even more right now because the interest rate has just been lowered again and it's down to down to three and a half. Don't miss out. If it falls to one or two, uh, you know, or zero. Okay. All right, then refi again because it will be well worth it. But don't miss out on three and a half percent. You can save so much money right now. Call American Financing. They will help you um, figure out if they can save you money. It'll take 10 minutes. Do it today. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www. 
www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I'm sorry, just as just as a way to, I don't know, uh, try to make myself, you know, uh, a little happier. I've been looking for UFOs. I mean, I haven't been personally looking for UFOs, but I've been watching all the stories on UFOs. Have you seen the latest from the Pentagon last week while you were on vacation, Stu? I saw everyone re- referencing it about how it would you'd think normally this would be a big story but it <laughs> because of what's going on no one's even paying attention to it right yeah right so like uh, this really big you know everybody loves kind of scientist uh came out and testified in open uh session of congress that the united states has retrieved vehicles from not this world they don't know where they're from, but they're off planet. Um, wait, hold it. Just we have that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Shouldn't we? Shouldn't that be maybe you know one of the top stories of the day? Hmm. Perhaps uh, one of the top stories of all humanity. I mean, that's a, we found. It's like it's like finding a Buick that we didn't make floating in space. I don't know. Maybe we should mention that. How'd that Buick get here? It's very strange. I mean, if it's a Tesla, I get it. Right. <laughs> I get it, but not a Buick. No. So what do you take of this? I, I mean, I, I didn't do a deep dive into it, but I know you've been following this stuff pretty closely. I think that I'm, I think that I'm right about the extraterrestrial thing. I, I think that they have been slowly dribs and drabs recently putting all this stuff out. Um, and they're just preparing us for the announcement that, yeah, there's life. I mean, doesn't that seem like a big deal? Like we, we, wait, wait, you say we've retrieved vehicles that are otherworldly and that we couldn't make here on Earth? I don't know, that's, that sounds like a big deal. Was there a pilot in the ship? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Where do we all turn when things fall apart? Well, if you're like me, you lean on things that stand the test of time. Your closest friends, your family, or a cherished movie that re-inspires. The classics are made to last, and that's why we turn to them in good times and bad. I have one of those beloved things in my life. It's my Tecovis cowboy boots. At Tecovis, they don't see themselves as just makers of quality boots and Western goods. They believe that a good pair of boots can change the way people feel about themselves. Now, why is that? Why is it that something that you put on your feet can change the way you feel inside? Because the boots are a manifestation of things that last. Boots that can weather the storm and walk confidently to the other side. Cowboy boots are, and have always been, for the frontiers ahead. Find your pair at tecovis.com slash back and face the day comfortably and confidently like the generations before. For generations to come, tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash back. Tecovis.com slash back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, a Seattle radio host uh, believed the protests in Seattle were really, really peaceful. Uh, and uh, when Donald Trump tweeted and said the terrorists burn and pillage our cities they think it's just wonderful even death must end this seattle takeover now uh gallant uh gallant assured the president 
Uh, I went uh, I went for a walk last night. I walked through it out of curiosity. I saw no burning, pillaging, or deaths. Chill, dog. Well, now fast forward a few days, and we arrive at the weekend where Seattle was on fire, where vandals had set uh, fire to a construction site at the King County Youth Service Center. Um, they sadly also attacked a Starbucks that had residential apartments above and the fire force residents to evacuate the smoldering building. Unfortunately, guess who lived right above the star, the Starbucks? Yeah, this week he tweeted, I feel like I need to buy a firearm because clearly this is going to keep happening. Enough is enough. And may I just say, please? Oh, my gosh, Paul. Chill, dog. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All the news that's happening in Seattle and Portland from the ground coming up in just a second. A year ago, MGM Resorts reported a data breach that impacted over 10 million hotel guests worldwide. Well, it turns out this year. 2020, the data breach situation went the same way everyone else seems to be going this year. MGM Resorts thought it had impacted 10 million people, but they were off just by a little bit. The number is 142 million people. And the hacker, a very reasonable guy, is now selling the details of 142 million hotel guests for about $3,000. I love this. Can a good guy buy this from him, perhaps? Fortunately, there is LifeLock. Important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every day. We can be swept up into something we we don't even know about. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock sees the threats that you might miss on your own. And where this really becomes important is if something does happen to your identity, they work to fix it and clean it up with you nobody else does that and this is where it really makes a difference somebody else can warn you but uh what do i do about it join now and save up to 25 percent off your first year by using promo code back call 800 lifelock 800 lifelock or head to lifelock.com and use the promo code back for 25 percent off it's lifelock.com promo code back Christopher Rufo has been on the program several times, contributing editor of the City Journal, uh, director on Center and Wealth and Poverty. Uh, He has broken several stories. Uh, He's the guy who brought us the story uh, the last time out of Seattle where they were doing sensitivity training uh, times a thousand. He now has a new story. King County Executive Office is now doing training on dismantling the justice system. Chris Rufo is uh, with us now. Chris, how are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm I'm good. So <laughs> Seattle, uh, we saw the 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 juvenile new juvenile hall burn down uh, this weekend that they were building, and Seattle is actually looking to abolish prisons. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So this really comes on the heels of Seattle City Council's uh, support for cutting the police department by 50%. Uh, The next thing on their wish list uh, is to close the largest county jail in downtown Seattle. 
which would reduce the county's total jail capacity by at least 60 percent. Uh, and this is something that the county executive uh, had been uh, kind of circulating documents. Uh, I, I broke it before he announced it. Um, but these are real plans. Uh, within the next uh, six to 12 months, uh, we could have uh, a 50 percent of the police force and uh, about 40 percent of the county jail capacity. And it's all predicated on the same ideas that we talked about last time with the kind of undoing whiteness training. Uh, the, the documents that I've obtained really show that critical race theory, uh, the idea that the world is reducible to the kind of evil force of whiteness uh, and creating these racist institutions, is at the heart of this plan. And their solution is very clear. They make it explicit. If you have a racist criminal justice system, the only thing that can be done is to tear it down. When I ask you this every time I talk to you, when are the people in Seattle going to wake up? You know, I, I've been asking that question for many years uh, with the hopes that uh, that things could turn around. I am curious. There's a there's a there's a real disconnect. And I, I think a lot of people are now contacting me just saying, you know, what's happening? What can we do to turn it around? People who haven't been engaged uh, I know that people, homeowners that are selling their houses and leaving the city of Seattle, uh, it's up 1,500% compared to the same period last year. So some people are definitely moving with their feet. Uh, but there is a kind of religious fanaticism and conviction to socialist politics. And it's rationalized in the sense that when, when their plans don't work, people, people basically say, we didn't go far enough, and they double down. And I'm I'm very afraid that that's what's happening here. When do you move? Do you, have you have you put a line, a red line, down on the ground and said, you know, I mean, the, because honestly, this is getting so crazy, and I'm going to use a uh, hyperbolic um, example here, and I know that it is not uh, to this level by any stretch. Hopefully, it never does come to this. But in the in the 1930s, the Jews were looking at things just starting to just completely fall apart. And some of them said, I'm getting out of here now while the getting is good. And eventually, you know, they were trapped and they couldn't leave. Uh, at what point is there a red line that you look at and go, you know, if it gets to here, I got to get out of here? Yeah, I mean, you know, there is. And I think that it's it's really kind of fallen and collapsed very quickly. Five years ago, I had a friend visiting in Seattle, and he said, wow, this is one of the cleanest big cities in America. Uh, it's great. You can go anywhere. It's high quality of life. Uh, and then he came back last year and he said, it looks like somebody dropped an atomic bomb on your city. I mean, the change has just been extremely rapid. And I think the, you know, the, the question of when to move, people are starting to now uh, really speed up this exodus. You know, the numbers from the real estate companies are a huge exodus. Uh, if you look at the price of a U-Haul from Seattle to Boise, uh, it's about 10 times more than the price from a U-Haul from Boise to Seattle, uh, suggesting a huge outflow. And, you know, a friend of mine who's a pillar of the Jewish community in Seattle, uh, you know, as you mentioned, he says, you know, all of the my community, the kind of conservative Jews in Seattle, we're now meeting very often trying to say, when is the time that we actually leave? And he, and he said something I thought was very astute. He said, you know, as Jews, we have a special instinct for when things are about to go bad. 
And those sentiments, mm-hmm. those feelings, those premonitions, they're now firing at an extremely rapid rate. And people are making plans either to leave Seattle for another city, for an outlying area. Uh, and some of the folks are saying it's gotten so bad, we're actually thinking about going to Israel. Well, Israel, I mean, if the times of the seasons um, are what I think they are, Israel's not going to be a very safe place either, but uh, at least they'll stand there. Um, uh, would you mind putting us in touch with him? I'd like to like to talk to him about that, because this is this is a very unique time period. And I think people of all religions really need to wake up, uh, especially with what happened with John Roberts this weekend, when they don't recognize the First Amendment that sets it completely apart from the government. Uh, I don't know what's coming. So so tell me more about this document that you you found the community supports meeting. Tell me the highlights of this document. So this is a document that is comes from the King County Executive's office and really provides the theoretical basis for the executive's plan to uh, really just completely and permanently shut down the largest jail uh, with no plans to replace it. And it, it basically looks kind of like a hybrid of a university lecture on critical race theory uh, or a diversity training and kind of a, a very progressive mm-hmm. company. But it, it has kind of a chart and a pyramid that says, Underneath the justice system are, are the thing that is foundational to the justice system in Seattle and, the, and in the United States is white racism, white supremacy, white fragility, uh, and a whole other series of, of kind of the buzzwords that have been circulating lately. And then it goes up the pyramid, and then at some point they say, you know, when criminal offenders offend, it's actually... Uh, the, the fault of society, not that criminal offender. And the logic is, uh, well, if you have a racist society that in essence forces people, especially people of color, to commit crimes, if you abolish the institutions uh, of the carceral system, if you abolish the jails, if you abolish uh, the, the police, if you abolish the municipal courts, uh, those people will stop offending because their oppression has been lifted. And, I mean, it, it's absurd. It, 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 it doesn't work in practice at all uh, and gets the causality uh, so skewed it's hard to even understand on logical grounds. But this is the kind of pseudoscientific, kind of pseudo-academic nonsense that is driving the decision-making at the highest levels of government in Seattle and Portland and New York, elsewhere. Uh, and, and it's really shocking because... They're really boiling down a very complex social uh, problem, crime, uh, to just, you know, white people are evil and they've set up these evil institutions that force people to do uh, wrong and, and their, their only solution. It's not reform at this point. For many years, it was about criminal justice reform. Uh, they've moved well beyond that in very rapid succession to do criminal justice abolition. And, you know, my last thing I'd say is that you had three weeks ago cutting the police department 50%, uh, this week cutting the jails by 60%, and my sources in city government are saying the next target uh, is to get rid of the municipal courts uh, almost altogether. Jeez. And what, it, and what do you have instead? So they're basically saying that we are not going to prosecute uh, or, or bring to the courts any misdemeanors and we'll bump up felonies to the county court system. So they're, they're really looking to 
essentially eliminate criminal penalties and the criminal process for, you know, really the vast majority of crimes uh, and only prosecute the most serious crimes, the most violent crimes uh, at the county level. So this is something that I had heard rumblings about two years ago. Uh, Activists were agitating, uh, but I was told this is something that is uh, far-fetched. It's not going to happen. It's just a few Mm -hmm. people. Uh, But it's very quickly uh, capitalizing on the chaos of the coronavirus shutdown, capitalizing on the death of George Floyd. Uh, These are people who have been laying the groundwork for years, and now they're really seizing this opportunity to push forward. And unfortunately, when you shut down the jails, you fire 50 percent of your cops and you abolish the courts, those are almost irreversible decisions. Uh, so it, it really is a very dangerous period for, for these cities. What are the business owners saying? Because at some point, even the most liberal business owner uh, has got to say, wait, 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 wait. Somebody comes in and shoplifts. Somebody comes in and does something in my store. I, I've got to have some police. Yeah, I, I mean, business no. owners are apoplectic. They are, they have been fighting kind of headwinds in Seattle for many years. Uh, and, and it really started with kind of economic policies, taxes, minimum wage. Those are kind of your, your traditional business versus labor fights, right? These have been the kind of mainstream battleground between business and, and labor organizations. And, and there was a sense, looking, looking back in retrospect, a naive sense that, well, this is really as bad as they can make it. They can raise the minimum wage. They can put in kind of onerous scheduling laws. They can increase the property taxes on business owners. But now business owners are finding themselves in a real whole new terrain. Um, I know that in downtown Seattle right now, uh, there are entire blocks that have been boarded up for two months. I mean, businesses that are saying, you know, the risk of getting looted, the risk of getting ransacked, the risk of getting burned down, Uh, is a greater risk than just shutting down and going to zero revenue for the foreseeable future. So this is really catastrophic. And and the the business trade groups, uh, they're predicting that maybe up to 50% of all all restaurants in downtown Seattle may never come back. Uh, So this is a a really frightening thing. And then if if they do come back and there are 50% of the police officers on the street, um, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. And my friends and, and, and sources within the police department say, if these cuts go forward, uh, they're going to have no proactive policing, and they're going to have a limited number of officers basically bouncing from emergency call to emergency call to emergency call. Uh, and it could be sometimes up to two hours uh, before an officer can show up at the scene of a crime. Uh, real quick, because I have to take a network break. Uh, is there any chance that the the um, the uh, chief of police runs for higher office? I mean, she seems to be striking a chord with a lot of people where she's just coming out. She's apologizing and saying, look, I have nothing to do with this. And Seattle, you're on your own. I wish I could help. I but I can't. I can't. Is she looked on as reasonable or not reasonable? She's looked, she's looked on as very reasonable, and I think what's, what's happening is increasingly a chief of police, Carmen Best, um, she's a longtime SPD officer, uh, moved up the ranks and is now chief. 
she's seen as the only thing standing between uh, the city and the mob. I mean, she's really the last kind of bastion of hope for the city of Seattle. And I know that rank-and-file officers, as well as some of the political power brokers who are in the more kind of center-left, moderate camp, uh, they're encouraging her to consider a run. Um, the, the, the mayor's race is next year. It's an off-year election. Uh, and I think that she can run on a, a very clear platform as standing up to the mob, uh, standing up to the radicals. And, uh, you know, I, I, for one, absolutely hope that she considers it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Chris. And thank you for all of your hard work and, and being places that none of us want to be. Thank you. Uh, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher Rufo. Um, let me tell you about CarShield. Warranties are designed to expire, and that's just the cold, hard truth. And you know as well as I do, as soon as your warranty expires, something goes wrong. Check engine, check engine. I shouldn't say check engine. I should bring it into somebody and have them hook it up because you can't tell what's wrong with it. So what have I told you? You didn't have to worry about that anymore. You could be on a monthly plan that will keep you covered. Well, you can get Car Shield, and that's exactly what they do. They care, take care of all of the expensive repairs so you don't have to. And their protection plans could save you thousands of dollars from a covered repair. You can pick your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. And best of all, there is no long term contract or commitments. Car Shield plans are customizable, their payments are flexible, their rates start as low as $99 a month. And Car Shield has helped over a million drivers, which is why they're America's number one auto protection. Company. It's Car Shield. Get covered today and see why Car Shield cars go further. Call 800 Car 6000. 800 Car 6000. Mention the promo code back or visit carshield.com. Use the promo code back. Save 10%. Carshield.com. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds, station ID. I was supposed to be in today, um, and at 8.30 last night, I get a call from my doctor, and uh, he says, you're not going anywhere, pal. What do you mean? Your family has COVID. Oh, jeez. So, uh, apparently, somehow or another, we got COVID. I mean, we had that special, but that was over a month ago, and everybody got uh, COVID uh, last week. They were dropping like flies. But I got to tell you, if this is what COVID is like, and I, I know there are serious cases and blah, blah, blah. But if this is what COVID is like for the average person, I wouldn't even, we, none of us would have even gone to the doctor for this. It, it ended, it was like two days, it was a bad cold and then a fever uh, and, uh, and a headache, and then it went away. And everybody is on the mend. But now we have to quarantine ourselves for two weeks. I still have, I'm the only one, the grandchildren didn't get it, and I didn't get it. And my doc is like, you know, I don't understand. I'm like, look, man, you, you have to work for a body like this. This is a machine, okay? Uh, I've eaten so much ice cream and pie lately. You don't think COVID wants to live in this body, do you? No. Um, but I'm, I'm on the regiment. The whole family is now on the regiment of hydroxychloroquine. Yes. Zinc. Baby aspirin, so you don't get blood clots in your lungs and uh 
this steroid that you inhale for your lungs. And uh, I mean, I, I don't even feel like I need it. And nobody else does either in the family. We're like, everybody's fine. I'm, th- I'm thinking about having like a chicken pox party. Come over to my house. You want the most mild strain of COVID. This is the one you get. I mean, I'm, you know, if you're old or infirm, I'm going to have to charge you extra and you're going to have to sign a release. But everybody else, I mean, my kids will lick their hands and put it on your face. It'll be great. You'll get COVID two days out. You got the antibodies. You're fine. What are we doing? What are we doing? Closing this entire country down. Gosh, do are we are we really this much of a baby? Is the Glenn Beck program. Oh boy. Oh boy. Stu looks Stu looks mad at me. All right, we'll get into it next. Zip Recruiter. Hiring employees is challenging during the best of times. Uh, uh, you know, if you've taken a peek out the window uh, lately, these are not the best of times. And on top of all the other difficulties, trying to find the best person for the job during the era of COVID-19 means there's, uh, you know, there's nothing. You don't know anything, whether you can even open your doors again. Um, you don't know when it's safe. And there's a lot of really qualified people that are making more money from the government sitting on their ass than they can, you know, by working. Wouldn't it be great if somebody would come along and lift some of that burden off of your shoulders, maybe give you a little space to breathe and be able to put the right amount of thought into the next hire before committing to it? This is where ZipRecruiter shines. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate for their job the first day. That's hard to beat. ZipRecruiter is doing it for free. Try it out for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Open the doors. Hire again. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. RadioVote.com is the place to go to vote for Glenn Beck into the Radio Hall of Fame. You should do that now. RadioVote.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, Stu is very angry with me because who is keeping us uh, closed? Who's keeping us closed? Well, you know when the when the Supreme Court won't even take up the First Amendment violation of these states saying that churches have to have only fifty people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't understand it. That is a constitutionally protected right. A separation of church and state that everybody always uh, dreams about. Right. Oh, does it only work one way? No, it was meant to protect the religion. Yeah, fully. I totally it was meant agree to protect the government. Mm. Right. And it was also meant to protect the state because some religions would say, oh, no, you've got to be a, you know, you've got to be a Quaker. Uh, you got to look like the Quaker Oats man to be able to be president. And so, no, separation of church and state, you don't have any, they don't have anything to do with each other. And the First Amendment makes it clear you cannot tell churches what to do. And yet they are. And John Roberts folds yet again. John Roberts, stop saying Stop being surprised every time he sides and John Roberts sides with the liberals. No, <laughs> oh. he is one. Yes, that is. He, who he is, is one. Mm-hmm. Central. I, Let's just stop. Yeah, that totally agree. That's certainly no, no, uh, 
no criticism from me come, uh, on that point. I, I, I put John Roberts into the douche hall of fame I, I, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago. So I, I have no problem with the John Roberts criticism. I think there, you know, there's a right. There's and I and again, I I've never argued for shutdowns or anything like that. I think there's a there seems to be no one in the position where you can take this thing seriously and not want to shut down the economy. And it's like, well, I think both of those things are true. You shouldn't be shutting down the economy, and you also should be taking it seriously, as I know you have for, for a very long time as the nation's I, I think first guy in in America to do a coronavirus special. Uh, back in early mm-hmm. February, I mean, you were talking about the, you do and, daily updates of this thing before anyone had any cases in this country. And what did I say? What did I say? This real the real trouble from coronavirus will be the collapsing of the healthcare system. So mm-hmm. we have to make sure that we don't collapse the healthcare system. And the real problem will be the effects on the economy. Yeah. And that's without any government intervention. That was just because people would say, I'm not going to a restaurant. I'm not doing any of these things. But all of this politicis, 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 yeah, making this politics. political yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, ha- has made it has, has made it so much worse. I don't understand how a mask. Did you hear about the, the woman in San Diego that uh, approached a couple? eating a picnic with their children uh in the park they're in the park open air this woman walks by and says uh you're not wearing masks and the wife looks up and because the husband i'm sure just wanted to choke her uh the wife looks up and says no well we're we're eating right now and you <laughs> don't have to wear masks if you're eating, it would make it very difficult. Mm. Uh, think about a cheese sandwich through a strainer. It doesn't work. Uh, and so the woman leaves, comes back with mace and maces these people <laughs> in that's the face. Healthier. That's healthier than not wearing the mask. Do we, yeah. Do we have it? Do we have it? Play it, Sarah. <laughs> defending herself it was it was craziness it was craziness since when did have americans become this since when you know a black man shot and killed because he was wearing a trump hat this weekend Hmm. where where's where's that where's that how how is it that we have turned into people that we don't even we don't even hydroxychloroquine which I'm now on. And by the way, you can't talk about this because you have never had COVID. I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hydroxychloroquine. When did that become all about politics? I mean, I know no. when it did. It was the minute that Donald Trump talked about it. But we're not even talking about science anymore. We're not talking about being rational anymore. You just, you just hate people. They just hate 
people. And if you don't go their way, they'll do whatever they can. And they think they can get away with it. And you know why they think they can get away with it? Because they're getting away with it. I mean, if you want to talk about the Bubba effect in full blast, you're seeing the makings of it. The government is not stepping up and doing anything about things that everyone knows. Everyone knows. Take politics away. And everyone knows these things are wrong. And should be stopped. And nobody's doing anything. Yeah. No, I, it's so strange, the things that have become these bizarre political issues. Hydroxychloroquine is a great example. The masks are a great example. I mean, Glenn, I mean, we can go back to yeah. January and February when, when you were on the air talking about, hey, guys, like, why do doctors wear masks if they don't work? Right. And right. the, this is the, when the, the government, government is like, was telling uh, us. no, they don't wear, they don't do anything. You're, it's actually going to make it worse. And they went through this whole thing. And we all sat here going, that's obviously not right. Right. We all understand that that's not right. And then the government decided to say, oh, now, now you do have to wear masks all the time. And now a lot of people are saying, well, no, I will never wear a mask because the government told me to wear it. The government shouldn't be mandating these things. Your, your standard of proof as the government to mandate a safety measure should be incredibly high. I mean, I don't even know if there is a level that I'm comfortable with, but even if you're a normal nope. non-nationally you know, person, right, this should not mm-hmm. be something that should should happen um, unless you have massively high uh, standard of, of evidence. And, and for, for masks, there's some evidence that shows that they're helpful. There's no evidence that shows that they're universally a cure, which is the way the media now treats them because Donald Trump didn't wear a mask a few times. So you have to take the opposite position of it. And, and the other thing is, like, for as a personal as a personal safety measure, your standard of evidence for help should be low, right? If you think there's a chance that it will work and it's not really going to inconvenience you, you probably should wear one. However, you know, the government should never be mandating something like this with the level of evidence they have for something like that. And these things become the same thing with hydroxychloroquine. Like the the, the to say the media has to take this stance because Donald Trump mentioned it. The media has to take this stance that it does absolutely no good for anyone. And so they only highlight the studies that show that there's not all that much help from a hydroxychloroquine, though there are studies that do show there is help for certain people. So why wouldn't we instead try to take this on an individual uh, level with our doctors who say, "Okay, I believe this will help you try it instead of this insane culture war thing that we're doing? Don't we just want to not have people get sick and die? Isn't that supposedly our entire... No, uh, I don't think so. It's not even a uniting thing, Glenn. That's insanity. Yeah, I don't... I I really don't think that that is the goal of many people in power. I really don't. I think their goal is to divide, divide, divide. Destroy and divide. Um, And they'll use anything, anything in their power. You know, look... This happened with the mask because the federal government and those in uh, the progressive or Marxist world, they don't believe in people. They don't believe in Americans. They believe Americans are greedy and white and therefore bad. And so what did they do when they needed the masks at the hospital? They told you Mm -hmm. a lie. Mm -hmm. They told you that they don't work. That was a lie. I told you that was a lie. Why, if they don't work, why are they rushing them to the hospitals? 
<laughs> of course they work. They're lying to you. They don't believe you'll do the right thing. Instead, the federal government should have said, look, America, we need all the masks we can get. This is the front line. Please, if you have masks, if you can find masks, send them to us. And we would have. And then when they would have had, you know, masks for everybody in the uh, hospitals, which they do now, then they can come out and say, OK, masks are available for everybody. Uh, thank you for those who, you know, did did help. No thanks to those who didn't help. But, hey, it's America. You can be a jerk if you want. Uh, and that's what they should have done. The same thing with the quarantine. Nobody should be telling you what to do. Why do you think? That the virus is spreading. It's spreading because it generally doesn't hit the youth. So who's at the bars on a Friday night? Do you think it's a bunch of 50-year-olds? We're also beat tired that we're not going out on <laughs> 2 o'clock at the bar scene. Okay, unless we're alcoholics. And, and I would say, too, Glenn, um, not a lot of uh, Republican voters out there at the bars at 23 years old. That group is voting about yes. 90% Democrat, and yet red states are the ones exactly getting right. uh, v- uh, blamed for the spread of the uh, disease. Correct. Correct. So you have these red state voters who are all in colleges and they're all off a of college and they're all going to the bar and the club scene and they're all hooking up. What do you think? And why is that happening? Because they know it doesn't affect, generally speaking, them. They have an easier time of getting through it. And so people make the judgment, I'm going to get through it, especially if you've never been asked to not be selfish your entire life. When you when you have never been told that there is something great about this country, that we all rise to the highest level. When we are in trouble, we all answer the call. If you've never been taught that, if you've never been asked to do that, it's always about you, 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 and what you want, and your little baby cry rooms and everything else. What do you think they're going to do? Help? No, they're not going to help. They're going to lecture. They're going to protest, and they'll point the finger, but they're not going to help. And why, why are they going out? Because they've never been told they couldn't do they they've never been told they couldn't do anything. They've never been told about uh, shared sacrifice unless it's a Marxist telling them that. And the Marxists are not telling them that because the Marxists are now trying it to bring everybody together in chaos. And what is all of this doing? Creating more chaos and more division. And what are we doing? We're staying at home because of a virus that i'm sorry these things have happened since man was on the earth it's been happening through men it's been happening through the animal kingdom and it's going to happen again and yes we should do everything we can but we should not tube the western way of life for this we shouldn't tube it. We should be protecting the most vulnerable, the people who are most likely to have this, to get this, have uh, compromised immune systems, are elderly, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the youth, 
They're out in the bars. Why? Because they don't care if they get sick because they're most likely not going to die. So why are we quarantining everyone when we should be quarantining just the people who are the most likely to get sick? I'll tell you why. We're not opening schools because look at the demands of the school um, uh, unions, the teachers unions. They're asking for redistribution of wealth. They're asking to teach Black Lives Matter nonsense. They're, they are on a Marxist rampage. And the longer we don't return to who we are, the less likely it will be that we'll even recognize what reality is when we do come back. If we come back. Back in just a second. I'm sorry, this is a baby aspirin talking. I'm... <laughs> So hepped up on baby aspirin right now, I can take it. All right, you want to feel safe? If you're living in Seattle, you're living in Portland, you're living near, honestly, any big city. Hell with that. You're living anywhere. You know this is going to come visiting you. This, what is coming, is not good. November is going to be perhaps the last turning point for America. You need to be safe and your family needs to be safe. I highly recommend uh, Simply Safe Home Security. Uh, U.S. News and World Report uh, named it the best overall home security of 2020. There, this is a no-brainer. This is state-of-the-art technology, really, really good service, no contracts, very low p- price of entry. You buy, the, you buy the equipment, and it's unbelievably inexpensive, uh, and then you install it yourself. Nobody's coming over. There's no contracts, and it's 50 cents a day, five zero cents a day to be able to... Uh, uh, protect your home and your family. Do it now. SimplySafeBeck.com. That's SimplySafeBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, I guess Mike Dick, uh, um, he traded in his helmet for a white hood. That's what that's what a prominent sports agent uh, said about Mike Dicka. He's he's now a uh, he's now a Klan's member. Is it, I mean, is there any is there anything these people won't stoop to say? Is there anything? I I I I don't know about you, but uh, I. There's so many things that I dare not say um, yet. It, it is really important for us to recognize the times in which we live uh, and and prepare our families and our children uh, for these unbelievable I think biblical times uh, and just prepare your family for whatever comes because there's going to be tremendous evil and there's going to be tremendous good as well. 
and we just have to make sure that all of us are on the side of tremendous good and that tremendous good is most likely going to be the quiet peaceful ones this is the glenn beck program whether you're working from home or working on fitness, it doesn't matter. You want to listen to what you want to listen to and not what your kids are listening to or somebody else is listening to. And right now is the perfect time to get a pair of premium wireless earbuds. Raycon, the way to go. Raycons start at about half the price of... Let's be honest, the Apple. I mean, they just gouge your eyes out. They sound amazing. Raycon's everyday E25 earbuds are the best model yet. You get six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, and more bass and more compact design that gives you a comfortable noise-isolating fit. Perfect for conference calls, video chats, or just uh, listening to podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Raycon, co-founded by Ray J. I just got my first pair. They are awesome. Really comfortable. They'll fit in your ears. The sound is perfect. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, today, the body of John Lewis is arriving right now in uh, D.C. His body is going to lay in state. Uh, and we are laying in a state of complete confusion and, uh, and, and violence in many of our cities. The media fails to recognize any of this. We're going to tell you the truth of what's going on. And uh, somebody who seems to be mad at me a little bit, Kathy, she's in um, Minnesota. And she's upset because she says, today I'm downplaying covid I'm not down. I don't think I'm downplaying COVID, uh, but we'll we'll get her point of view here in just a second. If you've missed any of the show today, you've missed a lot. Uh, my family has COVID. I apparently uh, I have not gotten it, or I did, and it was so light, and I don't know. But I've been quarantined with my family now for the next uh, two weeks until we get this down, so I can speak because every family member. Uh, has had COVID now, except for me and my two grandchildren. We're going to talk to Kathy about her situation in 60 seconds. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man with a razor-sharp blade listening with pleasure as it slices cleanly through the flesh of an onion. Around him, the air is filled with the sound of delightful things sizzling. Here and there, light clouds of aromic smoke rising to the ceiling like an ancient holy sacrifice. And the busy staff swarm about the kitchen in kind of a choreographed miracle. This is his restaurant. He's waited for this restaurant for a long time. He built the business from the ground with his own hard work and brute determination. And thank God he's one of the lucky ones that survived. An honest man, this chef, believes in a handshake and a man's word still means something. And when he strolls through the kitchen on the nights he's not cooking himself, surveying the kingdom and sampling the various dishes to make sure that it's all just perfect, he does so in a comfortable and stylish pair of Tacovas boots. Because like him, they exude integrity. It takes 200 steps to make them by hand. He likes to do it that way. And he likes his boots being done that way 
you will too. Find your pair of Tecovis at tecovis.com slash Beck. They are half the price of a, of a similar boot and uh, twice the value of anything that is similarly priced. It's Tecovis, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com, tecovis.com slash Beck. Tecovis.com slash Beck. Western goods for your frontier. All right, Kathy's in Minnesota. Hello, Kathy. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, hello, Glenn. Um, first of all, I just Hi. want to make sure you're not assuming I'm a liberal because I'm from Minnesota. No, no, no. <laughs> I am no. a conservative. No, I know that there are some. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I bet you are. I, I know there are some right-minded people. I'm the state red. <laughs> So, so first of all, before we get into your call, tell me what it is like to be a conservative to live in Minnesota. Where do you live? What city? And uh, what is it like? I can't speak freely, (laughs) especially at work. Um, I I actually uh, don't even go there at work. Um, I work with some uh, local powerful doctors, um, so I don't want to go there, Mm. but the only place I feel safe is among my, my Catholic community. And we just had a mm. picnic last night with the Knights of Columbus, and it was so refreshing to sit and just talk about pro-life and talk about, you know, I, I'm part of the pro-life committee at our church, and it just felt so good, like, I'm free, I'm free. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Especially I live yeah. in Minneapolis. Um, I'm not Oof. in the city, thank God, but... What are the My what are the property values doing around there? What's that? What are the property values doing around there? Well, they're they're leaving Minneapolis in droves, is what I'm hearing, and sadly, they're not going to get their value out of their homes. But the police aren't helping them; they're they're just helpless. It's sad. Mm. So that's that's what I'm really hearing. Really bad. Um, moving out to the suburbs. Really yep. It's been sad. I I haven't oh. driven down there yet. I want to. My daughter was down there for the guard for the week. She's a medic in the Minnesota National Guard. Thank God she's safe. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been hard. Plus, it all originated here, which makes it, you know, very difficult. Yeah. You're kind of the Florida of this event. You know what I mean? Exactly. Florida and the 2000 election. We knew. We knew. And we know now about Minnesota. Uh, so, anyway, you wanted yeah. to talk to me about coronavirus. Go ahead. Yeah, so... I, I mentioned uh, I am a nurse, and I actually, because I don't trust the, the media, um, anything that look, puts you know President Trump in a positive light is not reported. And I, I mm-hmm. um, wasn't taken seriously, even though I work at a hospital. I saw him pull up the temporary morgue outside our doors. I mean, just the whole mm-hmm. bit. But um, my my niece and my nephew and his wife, they're in Oklahoma City, but they got it. They're young, 20s. But my niece, um, she is at least six, seven weeks out and still has not got her taste or smell back. And my nephew, his is about mm-hmm. 40 to 60% back. And I was like, it just really hit me, you know, that she's scared. You know, when you can't taste and enjoy food, that it, you know, she's scared. And I thought, you know, Kathy, you've got to take a step back. And I just, I'm not upset with you at all. I just sometimes, uh, I just worry that it may sound too light. Um, not to look at the other side of it as well, but that's the only thing. I was, no, we, then, we, I was but we do you. look at them. 
we do yeah. look at the other side. We, we look at the other I side know. all the time. I'm telling you that the strain that my family has had, and I know there are different strains, and I know right. there are different people. I am, my doctor right. is concerned because I have a me, immune yeah. disorder, and he's like, That's you're a target. Cool. And I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm fine so far. Uh, but everybody in my family has had it. It was two days. It, they describe it as a cold with a fever and said it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the strain that my family had. Uh, I've never oh, seen yeah. anything take every single member of the family. I mean, everybody got sick within five days, right. four days. Um, and I was, I was uh, surprised by that. But as far as what I saw, now I know it's different and different strains, but, uh, yeah. you know, we, we, we have to take it seriously, but we also have to know we're all going to get it. We're all going to get it. Yeah. I mean, exactly. it's just going to happen. Yeah. So, Kathy, thank you so much for your phone call. Well, that does, that led me to one thing on the medications you were talking about. Part of the aspirin yeah. is for blood thinning because it has right, caused clots. blood clots. So I didn't know. I just want to make sure you knew that. Yeah, no, I knew it wasn't for pain because I, I couldn't handle baby aspirin. I mean, for pain, that's that's way too much for me. But uh, the uh, yeah, no, it's for blood clotting, which I think is is brilliant. And I I mean, what did you think of the doctor has me on hydro, hydroxychloroquine, uh, baby aspirin, zinc and the inhalant uh, suspension of busesonide or something like that? Budesonide. Do you know anything about that? Oh, she's gone. Oh, she didn't want to give me. I got it. I got it. Okay. I mean, you're the doctor here. I don't know. She, as far as I know, she just works in a hospital. Yeah. Well, I feel great confidence with my doctor. My doctor has been all over this, uh, and uh, he knew exactly what to to call in, and I I felt good. It's the first time I've ever gotten a diagnosis, though, at 830 at night on a Sunday, which was, uh, you know, I guess kind of nice. Shows that they're working hard to... Uh, to get it uh, done. Ed in Florida, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Welcome. Holy cow. Glenn, how are you? Very good. Hello? How are you? I'm yes. Well. Are you there, Ed? Well. Um, yes, sir, good. I am. I, uh, I just wanted to call in with some good news, you know, all this COVID talk and, you know, um, mm-hmm. I did, while listening live, vote for you for the Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. You did. Nice. You did. I did. Now. I did. now tell, yes, sir. No, I mean, you. I, it had to be a tough choice between me and the NPR people. It was it, it was the hardest choice I've had to make. You know, yeah, I, I know. I, know. A nap. Yeah. I wanted to take a nap. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> um, anyway, um, I wanted to, uh, like I told the, the call screen, and I wanted to tell you why I voted for, you know, why you deserve this. And uh, I love the no ego. Um, all the personalities come on your show. Stu, you know, he goes on his rants and everybody <laughs> talks. You give everybody their time. And you thank Hillary, four minute buzz. It, it, it's just amazing what you do there. It's the, amazing. Well, thank you. The thanking of Hillary, I thank think, you. is what put him over the top for me. I think no, so, too. No, Stu, I think I so, too. Not Hillary Clinton. I try to do. Yeah. No, Stu, I tried to do your power hour, but I fell out about, I guess, around minute three. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's understandable. <laughs> this show always does. Ed, thank uh, you so much. It always sounds better when, when drunk. That is a, that's a long-term thing. Uh, it was when Glenn it, was it, drunk it, back in the day. It was always great. It, really, it was so much better. <laughs> it was so... 
Because I just love everybody. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, today is the first day. Can you? What, how long does this last? Uh, God help us, a week or something, uh, where you can vote for uh, Radio Hall of Fame. Been narrowed down, I think, to four different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I lose to NPR, I think I'm going to hang myself. And and it won't be funny. I know this audience will vote for NPR just because they'll think it's funny that I lost to NPR. It won't be funny. It won't be. Last year might have been funny. I'm the Susan Lucci of the Radio Hall of Fame. <laughs> you go to RadioVote.com. So, RadioVote.com. You can vote. I guess it goes to August 9th. So you got a couple weeks. Weeks here, but uh, get it done. You can yeah. do one vote per email address, radiovote.com. Uh, and if uh, if I don't win this year, I'm going to start uh, uh, Glenn's Radio Statue Matters, uh, and uh, and we'll just we'll just take it. We'll just take it. I'll just go to Imus's house. <laughs> He's got one. He's not doing anything. We'll just take it. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you so much, and you can uh, you can vote this week. You know, or not, um, but I, I I would appreciate it. Uh, let me let me welcome somebody to the uh, family of radio stations. Uh, I want to I want to mention this because uh, you know a lot of times radio stations will say you know America eleven seventy you know uh, freedom nine forty and yeah it's a marketing thing. We're welcoming Freedom 1160 AM WCXI. It's in Detroit, Michigan. What a time to begin this program in Detroit. Uh, And the reason why I wanted to point it out and thank them so much for their affiliation is because uh, Seema Birach is the owner of this station. He is the guy who was brought in by Lee Iacocca, Lee Iacocca sponsored him to become an American. And uh, I, I have to tell you, it is people like this that are, they know what we have to lose. They, they get it uh, more than, um, more, I think, than really anybody else. Um, he left Serbia and was brought into the United States. And he is a proud American and... We are thrilled to be on his radio station. So thank you so much um, uh, for for putting us on the air and sponsoring us at 1160 AM WCXI in Detroit, Michigan. All right, I want to take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back. More of your phone calls and some news of the day in just a second. First, let me tell you about our sponsor. Dog Days of Summer are here. Oh, my God. Gosh, Texas, coming back to Texas from Idaho. It is so hot here. It is so hot. Who's outside yesterday? I'm like, okay, um, I don't care if it's COVID or not. I'm going to fake the doctors uh, telling me to stay in the house for the next two. Crap, did I just say that out loud? It is so hot. The last thing I want to do is barbecue. The last thing I want to do is cook my food outside. Unless... You have a Rectech because the great thing about Rectech is their smart grill technology. It allows you to put everything out. You put it on. You put a sensor in the meat and then you turn it on and it allows you to control everything from your iPhone. So you can control it from your iPhone. What I'm saying to you is you get to stay indoors 
and it will control everything for you. And it's built like a, I mean, like a battleship, man. This thing is just great. The grill does all of the work while you're inside enjoying the air conditioning. Follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their uh, newsletter. Visit RectechGrills with an S dot com. That's RectechGrills.com. R-E-C-T-E-C. Grills.com. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID. Holy cow, my goodness. I'm just so hepped up on baby aspirin right now. I just, uh, oof. Uh, anyway, uh, let me go to uh, Jeff in Virginia. Hello, Jeff. Hey, Glenn. How you doing, sir? Good. Hey, I just wanted to call in. I've been watching you all morning talking about you having possibly the COVID and taking all those medications. And just wanted to yeah. share my experience. Yeah. Back in January... The third week, it was the 27th to be exact, I had a PE, pulmonary embolism. I don't know if you know what that is. Um, no. I clotted up so bad, I collapsed. I went down. I was on my job as a courier, and I was in Tennessee. And the great people down there rushed me to a hospital, brought me you know, back. They went in and did their thing. And the doctors were puzzled. They kept me in the ICU for about a, three days just watching me. And to make a long story short, they came to the conclusion that I just bug clotted real badly. I did overhear some people talking about the COVID that not to be testing everybody because they didn't have any way to test everybody. I'm fine. I'm good. Now, in hindsight, you look back and you see what the doctor is saying. I have no doubt that that wasn't the COVID on me at that time. This was before President Trump announced and shut the border. Mm -hmm. It was already here. I really think it was already here. No, I I think it was already here. And I, I think a lot of people have had it um, and just didn't realize it. I mean, we honestly... If it wasn't for all of the hype and us being responsible and not wanting to get other people sick, um, we wouldn't even have tested for it. We wouldn't have tested for it because it was so mild in our family. Everybody had a fever. Everybody had a headache. um, But the congestion wasn't bad or anything. And the entire family got it. Boom. One one day, one person was sick. The next two, then three, then four. I mean, it was... It swept the family quickly, but by Saturday, everybody was well again. Uh, and, you know, is that COVID? You know, I thought it was because it had all the symptoms, but it was so mild. I'm like, why even test for it? What it is, I mean, what's the point of testing um, at that point if everybody has had it? And it's, um, I think it's something that it w- w- before COVID became COVID, I bet you a lot of people had it and stayed at home and, you know, or went to the doctor and they didn't know what it was. They just treated it like a flu and it passed and and everybody was fine. And that's the problem, Stu. How do you get how do you get to the point to where you you know that most people are going to be fine with it? So how do we get if we don't get herd humid, uh, um, uh, immunity, how are we ever going to deal with this? Well, I mean, obviously, the most the, the best case scenario would be a treatment, right? Like we have a lot of diseases that would run rampant in our society if we didn't have treatments. Um, we, we're hopefully getting closer and closer to that. They, they seem incredibly optimistic about it, uh, you know, which is uh, I know it's more optimistic than I am. I mean, the experts are more optimistic than I am on an actual vaccine or treatment coming through. But we've already seen, as you have, Glenn, right in front of you, 
multiple ex, uh, examples of improved treatments, right? There's a lot of things at yeah. the beginning of this that they were doing that they're no longer doing. And in like, for example, the breathable uh, steroid thing is a relatively new development that seems to make a, a real difference if they catch it at the right time. It makes total sense. Yeah. So which is great. It makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, I keep we keep joking about Pepsid, but that's actually another one, too. They're looking into uh, Pepsid early on in treatment. They think could actually do something, um, which is bizarre. I, just, I like that one because it's idea? so strange. Well, the the way you know, because hydroxychloroquine is um, is the way they it works basically. I always think of it as like um, uh, you know a, a Christmas story where all the 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 dogs from next door keep coming through the doggy door. That's like the spikes yes. of the of the coronavirus, and they keep coming into they keep coming in, and the way they get the way your cells fight that off is to essentially spray it with acid. This is a terrible non medical description, but this is how I think of it. Um, I like it so far. far, I wish that more doctors would talk like this. Right. So, you know that movie? (laughs) Yeah, you know that movie. So, but think of it, you know, another 80s movie. You know, gremlins would come in through, if they came in, you couldn't get them wet. Remember this? That was one of the rules because they would Mm -hmm, multiply. mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. problem is that the, the, the coronavirus likes the acid. Uh, that gets squirted at it so it basically multiplies Ah. what hydroxychloroquine does is turn off that response so that's why they were so optimistic Mm -hmm. about hydroxychloroquine at the beginning turning acid Mm -hmm. off well i would assume that there's some with pepsid being that's it's basically its function right is uh not giving you um acid reflux and 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 indigestion and all of these things that it's probably related that's probably why they tried it in the first place um, however, I don't, I mean, if it's, if we, if we come down to the end of this thing and they're like, ah, we just all taken Pepsi, this would have all gone away. I'm going to be really pissed. That is going to get me very yeah, angry. If we, yeah. If we flush the, the, <laughs> the entire culture that created and gave us the opportunity to have Pepsi, I'm going to be a little pissed. I'm going to be well. a little upset about be, that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm I am going to be, it's not. I'm going to be up to it'll here. It'll be suboptimal. Suboptimal yeah, is a great, be great suboptimal. word to describe that, Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's not good. By the way, if my doctor would have talked like that a couple of weeks ago when mm-hmm. I was passing a kidney stone, and he would have said, <laughs> okay, you ever see Indiana Jones, the first one, with the big rock, right. with the big rock yeah. coming down? That's your fallopian tube, or whatever it is that <laughs> the kidney stone has to if you have yes, a fallopian tube, through. we have a larger discussion so, to have here this afternoon. Men can have fallopian tubes, too. Don't deny it, Stu. Don't deny it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Michael lives in Arizona. He had a major problem. Uh, not only was he uh, suffering at one point from stiffness that comes along from a lot of years of hard work and age beginning to catch up on him, but the stiffness was also giving him debilitating headaches. He tried everything he could try. There were days when he felt deep despair, thinking things aren't ever going to get better. Boy, do I know those feelings, Michael. I remember the time when I was, uh, I was worried that I would uh, not be able to button my own shirts again. Thank God, Michael, I never gave up, and thank God you never gave up, and we both tried Relief Factor. Well, you know how this story ends. He decided to give it a shot. Within a few weeks, the headaches, most of the pain were, was gone. The headaches and most of the pain, Michael got his life back. And so can you. Relief Factor, not a drug, developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works. The three-week quick start trial pack. Try it now for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84, 800-583-84. That's relieffactor.com, 800-583-84.
Go to RadioVote.com uh, up until August 9th to vote for Glenn Beck into the Radio Hall of Fame. It's RadioVote.com. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Let me go to Kara in Florida. 888-727-BECK is the uh, number. Hello, Kara. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm very good. I'm very good. Good. I'm so glad I get to talk to you. I've been listening to you all the way back since Fox News, and you've taught me and my kids so much. We want to thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate Um, that. Sure. I am wondering about this coin shortages that we're having. I don't think I've ever in my life had coins that were not available. Are we moving into a cashless society? Uh, yes, but I don't think that's what this is uh, all about. I, I'm not sure. I honestly have not spent the time looking at the coin, coin shortage. I've been looking at the dollar abundance uh, and uh, and been researching some other things. But um, the short answer on the coin shortage, I don't know why we're going through this right now. Um, longer answer for you uh, on really the root of your question. Are we going through a ca- going to a cashless society? We absolutely are going to a cashless society, but uh, it will take the collapse of the U.S. dollar uh, to bring us uh, to that. Um, and we're going to most likely um, go back to a gold standard uh, at least for a while then it will all be digitized and you know the banks will close and we, we've done this before unfortunately we did this in uh, in just before world war ii in the great depression uh, and this is what happens when you go off the gold standard in, as we did in 73 Stu, or 71 with uh, nixon um, gold has just gone through a record um, spike again. It just uh, passed the September 2011 price of $1,943. It's almost up to 2,000. And I'll tell you, it is, I think, is going to uh, continue to go through the roof as we go into the fall and uh, and then some and you don't want to know what the world is like when we have when we have gold at two thousand three thousand five thousand dollars an ounce it's uh nobody's hoping for that thank you so much uh for your phone call there's also an aluminum shortage is there now there's a lot of shortages of different things because the the factories aren't open there is a shortage uh from what i understand of sheetrock uh of building in some in some places i know that i had to pour some concrete a couple of weeks ago and i paid three times the price of concrete Mm. uh because we can't get the coal ash what kind of ash is it that they put in they could tell you anything to charge you three times the cost couldn't they (laughs) i know and they probably Uh, did yes sir sorry the coal ash uh, is out so therefore yeah Yeah. uh no there's there's some something that they add into it so they don't have to add so much sand and right now the stuff that i poured was you know had real sand in a lot of real sand and sand is we're running out of sand and I've talked about this for the last couple of years, and nobody seems to be concerned about it. It's a really big deal. 
you can't make sand uh we can't get the sand from the desert because that is smooth on all sides the sand that we can use only really comes from oceans and um and and uh the bottom of rivers uh where it's just been broken and it's all jagged so it locks together and we run out of sand we run out of a lot of things a lot of things uh and nobody thinks about it what's the deal on the aluminum we're running out of aluminum cans now right yeah and on the coins it seems like they they less people going out and having you know face-to-face transactions is stopping the circulation of these coins people are just you know keeping them at home and the mint has turned down uh the amount of coins they're making because of coronavirus and short you know lowering staff numbers so that is apparently what's causing the coin shortage. All right. So it's so it's going out. People make change, and then they get that change, and then they just keep it at home. They're bringing it home. They're so not, it's not, it's not going, circulating. It, yeah, it's not cycling through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the the uh, the aluminum thing is interesting because they're having um, usually like you know you're selling beer let's say in a keg. Um, well, they're still selling plenty of beer, and that has not been one of the market, one of the industries that's been hard hit by the coronavirus. Really? <laughs> yeah, huh. I mean, people are still finding a way to buy their alcohol. Oddly, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but they're taking uh, instead of selling it in kegs, they're selling it in individual cans for people at home. So they're ro- running low on aluminum. It's why uh, apparently also why some soda flavors have been uh, you know not not really been seen on shelves in a while because they are trying to go to their core. No flavors this is killing us guys this is this is uh this is what i was talking about mm-hmm. we're losing the western way of life <laughs> yes. and we can't have any flavor of soda we want <laughs> we've gone too far mm-hmm. we have we're not coming back yes it's we're not true. coming back uh, also glenn a big one today is uh the uh miami marlins uh of uh major league baseball of course um have now have 12 players that have tested positive uh, over the past couple of days uh, they have canceled their home opener. Um, also, they were just playing, I think, the Phillies, and the Phillies now have canceled their next game as well because they want to see who's going to test positive. But they believe, you know, but now I think it's 12 players and two coaches on the Marlins at least. And this is the thing where the NBA has decided to kind of put everybody under a bubble at Disneyland and not really let anyone go anywhere. Major League Baseball so I just decided to not put fans in the stands and are still kind of traveling around. And they've been criticized for that approach, whether it lasts or not, who knows. But already four days, four days into the season, we're seeing a, a, a real threat to the league uh, already. They're wondering how long they're going to... I mean, if a team has to not play, an entire team drops out, are they going to... You know, are they going to cancel the season? There is already talk about that. I don't know that they're going to go that how far. How do you survive? Yeah. How does Major League Baseball survive something like this? I mean, it's not like they have a, you know, a low cost uh, service that they're providing. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's the canceling the season is very bad for baseball. Right. The worst case scenario, though, is starting the season, going through all of that setup, all of the expense and then not getting any of the revenue out of uh, the television rights that they were expecting. If they have to start it and then stop it this quickly, this would be obviously a massive disaster. But they're just like every other business in America, right? Every other business is having to deal with this same stuff. Uh, and they, they are, I mean, if this goes down this quickly, it's going to be one of the, I, I mean, it's going to be you know, catastrophic and historic in its nature. I mean, I know, no one's ever seen anything like this. 
If you happen to have opening day tickets for any baseball game, any major league game, if you have uh, just one, uh, please send it to me for our, our collection in our museum. Uh, you should keep one. Uh, it's it's quite a historic thing to have a ticket to opening, you know, the opening games in the middle of the summer uh, in this uh, in this covid uh, era. So please, uh, if you have one and you you don't mind sending it to us to preserve, uh, please send it to us. And we should be clear here, um, you know, coronavirus can be very dangerous. There's only one known cure, which is, of course, attending a Black Lives Matter rally. If you can get to a rally Thank you for saying that it. will wipe out the coronavirus completely. Uh, and, you know, that's the only way you can do it. So if you want to go out there and you be all all lives matter, you're going to get coronavirus. If you're black lives matter, you're going to be totally fine. As long as you embrace Marxism, everything should be good. Everything should be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people do die of, of Black Lives Matter, uh, the COVID strain. Um, you know, we a lot of people died over this weekend. Um, and all of them in those riots, all of them that were injured or killed, all COVID. Uh, I don't know if you know, because it's a very peaceful rally that were happening all over the country this weekend. Um, Stu, we are 100 days away from the election. Yeah, I heard 99. And it doesn't doesn't feel yeah it might be 99 it was maybe 100 yesterday um it doesn't feel like this election is even happening your thought at a hundred days out i agree it does not feel like it's happening yet i still kind of you know there's multiple reasons uh to explain joe biden's lead and it's not a a questionable lead it's a lead that's uh significant and bigger than it was against hillary clinton but there are reasons for that of course um i think that you have typically 100 days out polls aren't all that accurate um you have that you have the unforeseen circumstance god only knows i mean you have to believe at least aliens are going to invade before the election happens if not 10 other things we've never thought were possible something's going to happen that's going to turn totally turn this uh, away from what we think this election is going to be uh, you know whether you think it's going to be about coronavirus or the economy or black lives matter or whatever you think there's gonna be 10 other things so those are but those are normal normal things to think about 100 days out there can always be a massive event that can switch things over and you know polls you can't look at them and lock them in this early the difference to me though because those things are are there and possible but I would not be very confident if I were Donald Trump looking at the polls, even with those two possibilities out there. The third one, mm-hmm. though, I think is more significant, which is just this year is totally different than any other election we've ever faced. To the point of, Glenn, we don't even know what the polls are going to look like. Are people going to be even going to them? We don't even know if people are going to be in-person voting this year in November at this point. There's so much up in the air that I think, like, if you were to get a situation where, let's say in September or October, they come out with a treatment that is really, really effective and that turns this thing around and the economy is raging in November, Donald Trump's probably the favorite, right? Like, it can go from him being way behind to being the favorite with something like that happening. I think that there are so I I know I'm this way. I will walk through a sewer full of coronavirus to go vote. (laughs) 
<laughs> nothing is going to stop me from going to the polls. And I think there's going to be a lot of people like that. I think there will be a lot of people that, you know, have Joe Biden as their candidate. And they're like, I can't. I mean, I don't. And they won't have the passion. They're going to have to steal a lot of votes. They're going to have to steal a lot. And the good thing is, is the Democrats are up to it. So <laughs> it could very well happen. All right. Let me tell you about Goldline. Um, I love saying I told you so unless it's bad news. And this is bad news. The dollar is in serious trouble. The Fed is printing like it's going out of style. And uh, it's bad. It's bad for everything but gold, quite honestly. Goldline has reinstated their special on exclusive $5 Liberty coins. And on top of that, with any order, you're going to receive a free gift of five silver. Mind your business bars at no cost. Silver is way, way undervalued uh, right now. Gold is shooting through the roof, as I told you just a few minutes ago. The market right now is going through what is known as the death cross basically it's a lovely flowery name for hard times when it comes to the dollar in eight out of nine cases the death cross has been followed by a sustained period of dollar weakness that means your dollar is going to lose value if it drops by 30 percent for every dollar you had in the bank or you had in your pocket it's going to be worth 70 percent that is what makes gold go up is because you start to lose value of the dollar. You're looking for something that will hold its value. Buying gold when the dollar is weakening is like turning lemons uh, into lemonade. Call Goldline right now. Please research this and find out if it's right for you. Don't take my word for it or their word for it. Do your own homework. Get five uh, uh, mind your own business bars out of silver for free with any order. Just call 866-GOLDLINE. 866 Goldline or go to goldline.com. Again, they just had their um, $5 Liberty coins up for sale again. They got a new batch in. These are the coins that I just ordered recently. You can get yours now, 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline or goldline.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So there is an article that I'd like you to check out. Um, it's on glenbeck.com and it is uh, all about the floods in China. And I know you got a lot of things to do. You're like floods in China. Why would I even care about the floods in China? The floodwaters uh, are up. It's monsoon season and they're up over 200 percent now. Uh, and because of the Three Gorges uh, uh, Dam, this is the dam that they built. How many years ago, Stu, did they open this thing up? Like five years ago? No, it was in the and 90s it, it they finished it, and then they updated it, I think, about five or six years ago. Okay. Uh, but it is um, it has been updated and made very powerful, and when they when they opened it up again, it actually slowed the rotation of the earth for a short period of time. Uh, and it is it's remarkable uh, and they need all of the water. And this is one of the reasons why we have such a shortage of sand is because of these dams. Well, unfortunately, 
because of these monsoons, the reservoir system uh, has passed the flood stage six weeks ago and is now classified by China. So, you know, you're getting the truth there as a category two. Um, it it they've already had to destroy two dozen other dams to try to relieve pressure but our satellites are showing that this dam is about to buckle uh in fact if you look at the um, you look at the story in uh england king's college in london just issued a dire warning saying we're looking at the satellite pictures and this thing is buckling and about to blow if that blows uh food security all over the globe is going to be wildly affected please read this article at glenbeck.com as you read about wars and rumors of wars and floods and famines uh this is a really key thing to pay attention to because everybody else is concentrating on nonsense this is really really important and it ends with what should you do about it so check it out now at glenbeck.com that's glenbeck.com the floods in china are a global disaster read about it now at glenbeck.com